Hello, everyone. This is Ade. Thank you so much for joining me and welcome back to Five Tree Christmas Podcast. Today, I'll be reviewing three movies. First up will be Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater from Hallmark Channel, followed by Operation Christmas Drop from Netflix, and then the Christmas Yule Blog from Lifetime. Stick around to hear what I've got. First up, I'll be reviewing Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater from Hallmark Channel. The synopsis says that single mom Maggie is facing Christmas alone until Lucas crashes into her life and becomes an unexpected house guest. Together, they overcome Christmas while finding comfort in their growing bond. So this is a typical Hallmark Channel movie. You've seen this movie before. It is classic. It is typical. It is predictable. And it's a run-of-the-mill Hallmark movie. Does that mean it's bad? Certainly not. Um, But it's also not super exciting in any way. Ashley Williams and Niall Matter are the leads here. And they have a fine chemistry. But it's not great. His transition from a Christmas grouch to a Christmas lover. And them watching them fall in love. That was fine as well. But not great. The story, overarching story of them planning this, you know, Christmas festivity, you know, activity for children of of active duty military people was fine, again, but not great. I enjoyed myself to a degree, but I was also tempted to do other things, to, you know, get some work done, uh, you know, just be distracted generally um, while I was watching this movie, which doesn't, doesn't make me think, you know, it just didn't hold my attention that much. So also another thing I can say about Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater, kind of along the same lines, is that you could put this movie on in the background with no issues. You wouldn't miss anything because you've seen this movie before. It plays out exactly like so many of the other classic Hallmark movies that you've seen. Look, I love Ashley Williams. I I really hope she doesn't go away anytime soon. She is a fantastic staple for Hallmark, but this movie was just missing any form of magic. It played deeply into tropes that we've seen before and that I don't really love. For example, you know what, you know that, that, that typical trope where somebody's listening, overhearing a conversation, they hear the one line that says, you know, that, that proves that they can't be with this other person. And they walk away before that next line where that person says, Oh, and I actually totally want to be with her. They did that thing where, you know, they can't be together for some reason. And it's just frustrating to see the same trope played out the same way over again. So, you know, I I don't think this movie adds much to this Christmas season. You know, take it or leave it, watch it or miss it. Your, Your life won't be impacted in any real way. I'd also like to add that this movie features the second giant gingerbread house idea, um, that Hallmark has had. And it just doesn't hold up the same way it did in Deliver by Christmas. I would say it's a minor part of Deliver by Christmas, but I definitely noticed that like, you know, let's build a giant gingerbread house, um, was something that came up again. And, and Hallmark, listen to me, if you're going to do it, Again, if you're going to do it a second time, please do it better. Um, and, and that was certainly not the case here. So not much to say about Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. I gave it a 3A plot type. He's a grouch. She helps him love Christmas. I gave it a 3 out of 5 Christmas tree rating. It's pretty run of the mill. If you'd like to find it, you can find it on the Hallmark Channel. Up next, I'll be reviewing Operation Christmas Drop from Netflix. The synopsis says that congressional aide Erica forgoes family Christmas to travel at her boss's behest. At a beachside Air Force base, she clashes with Captain Andrew Jantz, who knows her assignment is finding reasons to defund the facility. So, 
Let me just say that Operation Christmas Drop is another flex for Netflix. They are showing that they can use those algorithms and all that data that they're collecting on what we like to watch to continue to make Christmas hits. In many ways, you know, this is a unique movie for the Netflix platform. So The Christmas Prince and Princess Switch are franchises that are lighthearted romances and, you know, they're silly. They're 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 just fun kind of Christmas love stories. Holiday and Home for Christmas are more grown up. They're cruder, um, but they're still romantic comedies. And then Klaus and the Christmas Chronicles are family friendly. They're heartwarming. Um, you know, they you can really gather the whole family around and, and hear, you know, a, a mission or, a, you know, the, the central story of Christmas. Operation Christmas Drop kind of combines the best parts of these different stories and these different pieces of the Christmas genre that Netflix has jumped into. And it does it in a really special way. And it, it's quite well done. I'd even go as far as to recommend this movie to families with older children um, because it really is a story of kindness and giving um, and patriotism and, and, you know, thinking outside of yourself uh, in a way that I think is really impressive and, and would really be a good movie for, for families to watch together. I, I, you know, I'm really impressed with the story and I'm really impressed with the way that they told us a real story, that this is, this is something that exists in the real world. Uh, Operation Christmas Drop is real and it was really cool. Um, you, you really got that sense actually. In fact, halfway through the movie, I, I was like, this feels real. And I Googled it and turns out Operation Christmas Drop is real. Um, you know, I thought the circumstances that got Erica to the Air Force Base were interesting and and kind of reflective of the pressures that politicians face. Uh, and even, you know, at the end of the movie where they do solve the issue to some extent, it's still uncertain exactly what will happen. And, and that felt real to me. Um, you know, this felt true to life about the nature of politics and, and how things like this play out, how funding issues are discussed, even if some parts were a little bit on the nose or over the top. I'll say that the chemistry in this movie uh, is fantastic. Um, and it's one of the things that made the movie seem a little bit more adult. Not to say that it's overtly sexual or problematic. It is still family friendly, but it definitely has a grown up feeling to it. It's not like some of these Hallmark and Lifetime movies that you see that or even, you know, the Princess Switch and and uh, the the Christmas Prince that that feel super lighthearted and fun. There is a bit of a grown up feeling to their to their interactions, um, and they do a really really great job walking the line and not making the movie feel too grown up, even though the two of them have that grown up relationship. Other things that I really liked about this movie um, were that you know we got to learn more about what life is like on a base um, and in the Pacific Islands. So that was cool. I've been to military base before, um, and I was really surprised by how some things you know were and 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 you know it's not something I get to experience regularly. So I thought that was cool, like portraying life on base, portraying life in the Pacific. Pacific Islands. Um, you know, it also portrayed the hardships of military service, of connecting with your family from afar, and the real sacrifice that these soldiers are paying uh, every year is very clear. Um, what's interesting is comparing this to Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater and how they portrayed some of the same things. I think this movie did an even better job of, of showing um, that sacrifice. Uh, I, I liked seeing the female commander. Uh, she has a great vibe in the movie and she's just really inspiring. She's kind of a no nonsense, strong woman and who's just a great leader. There were quite a few things I didn't like about the movie, uh, in, you know, to, to add to the things that I liked. Uh, I didn't like that her boss was over the top. It really played into this mean female politician stereotype that um, is, is so common. I, I would have liked to see a little bit more nuance in the boss's character. Also, 
look, if you watch this movie, it will be impossible to miss this awful CGI gecko that they have in her, the place that she's staying. You know, with all the money that Netflix spent on this movie uh, and that they have, that gecko was so poorly executed. And and I really wonder how that made it into the movie. It would have been better to just cut that entirely um, because it was so poorly done. And finally, you know, I know this is a true story and and they had to walk a really fine line to not make this movie feel like a white savior story. Um, and, and I think they did a pretty okay part in some parts and they did a poor job in others. You know, it wasn't nearly as bad as last year's movie Holiday in the Wild, which I found downright offensive. However, um, you know, it's still... It still makes the people of Micronesia feel a little bit other um, and that they need to be saved by the Western world. And it doesn't acknowledge the fact, and maybe how could it, right, in a very pro-military, pro-American movie, it doesn't acknowledge the fact that a lot of the challenges that people face around the world are because of the Western world. Um, so that kind of, uh, they didn't they didn't quite make that very clear. That being said, I do think the portrayal of Guam uh, was, was good, um, even if the portrayal of Micronesia was not great. Um, I, I wish we'd seen a little bit more about the interactions that the U.S. military has with the Australian and Japanese armed forces when it comes to executing Operation Christmas Drop. But that last point is just me being a little bit nitpicky. Overall, I thought this movie was pretty well done. I gave it a 3B plot type. She is a, a bit of a Scrooge when she lands, um, and he he uh, kind of helps her get into the spirit of Christmas. And y'all, the movie's good. I gave it four out of five, or yeah, four out of five Christmas trees. And you can find it on Netflix. And I hope you do. It's a good one. So last but not least, I'll be reviewing Christmas Yule Blog from Lifetime. The synopsis says that social media travel writer Caroline Williams is sent to Carta de Amor, New Mexico on assignment where she meets high school teacher Oscar Ortiz, who introduces her to another side of Christmas. Y'all, I will just say that Christmas Yule Blog is a surprise. You know, the end of the synopsis says that Oscar introduces Caroline to another side of Christmas, and that is truly accurate. You know, with such a silly name, I wasn't really expecting much from this movie, but it really delivers in almost every way. It introduces you to another side of Christmas. I was actually tempted to give this movie a higher rating than I think it deserves because it was such a surprising and delightful watch. The Southwest is, as it's apparent in this movie, is an incredibly beautiful place. And, you know, my sister and I kind of agreed after watching it that this is somewhere that we actually want to go spend a Christmas one day because it's it's just that beautiful and just that interesting and exciting. I'll start by saying that her blog is silly and it doesn't really seem that interesting to read. That being said, the movie achieved what the blog was supposed to, which is that it makes you want to spend Christmas there. You know, that made for a special experience watching and I wanted to experience that Christmas more. You know, I could have done with several more sweeping views of of the landscape there. And in the end of the movie where they discuss going to Santa Fe for New Year's, I honestly wished that we could have seen that play out in the movie because I just wanted to see more of of the holidays in that in that region. If this movie suffers in any way, it's that I'm not really rushing back to watch it again because I don't think the actual, you know, step-by-step maneuvers of the plot were all that interesting. However, that being said, I would very much welcome a sequel to this movie featuring one of the other characters, you know, having some kind of love story because I just want to experience that world more. Uh, Other cool things is that the music was good, the child actor was a good actor, and the chemistry between the leads is actually quite wonderful. Um, You know, it's a relationship between two 
adults. Um, and, and I feel like we get to experience that in a way that often these movies don't do. Um, so so kudos to Lifetime again for, for going back to the roots and showing us a nice adult relationship. I'll also say that the town is delightful. The B-plot, while being pretty forgettable, is also sweet. And the movie just, like I said, has the special magic to it. Even if the plot can't keep up, it's still good. And I'm really, really happy that it aired this year. The plot type I would give it is a 3B. She's a bit of a Scrooge and he helps her discover the true meaning of Christmas. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5 Christmas tree rating because it's really, really fun. It's a good watch, but you're not rushing back to see it again. And it certainly doesn't rise up to the level of a 4, but it's still quite good. And I hope that you'll check it out on Lifetime. So that is it for my reviews of Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater from Hallmark Channel, Operation Christmas Drop from Netflix, and the Christmas Yule Blog from Lifetime. I don't think you'll miss anything if you skip Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. However, I do encourage you to check out Operation Christmas Drop and the Christmas Yule Blog. I enjoyed them both immensely. If you'd like to see my written reviews of these movies or of other movies, you can find them on my Instagram at 5 Tree Christmas or on Facebook also at 5 Tree Christmas. If you'd like to reach out with any questions or comments, you can reach me by email at 5 Christmas at gmail.com. I'm really having a blast. I think we're off to a good, solid start for the holiday season. And here's the next review. <laughs>